What's up, everybody? We're here with Fire Talk. You're listening to the Lit Reviews team. I'm Ron. We're alongside Adam, Jake, Matt, and Cole. We got some cool stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about some Netflix originals that came out, the new Fast and Furious trailer, a movie that came out a couple weeks ago, and the Oscars. I'm going to pass it over to Matt and Jake for that because Matt knows everything there is to know about his Oscar predictions. Oh, man. What's up, guys? Don't don't inflate his ego too much about that one. (laughs) (laughs) He knows a lot more than I do about Oscars. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, listen, Oz. Yeah, we got to keep the uh, Oscar stuff to last because Matt's going to ramble for probably a half an hour just on that alone. So we got to make sure we touch on everything else first. Fair. Uh, kick it, kicking it off with the box office from this weekend. Not a lot of changes. Uh, Bad Boys for Life still taking it away, followed by 1917, Doolittle. Um, but Gretel and Hansel was a new addition that came out this past weekend. Matt, you were able to see that. What did you think? Uh, so I actually really liked it. Uh, it was, so one of the things I don't like about a lot of modern horror movies is that they are overly reliant on jump scares. And I feel like most people agree with me on that. Um, agreed. And this one like didn't really, I mean, I can't definitively say that there were no jump scares, but I don't remember any. Um, so it was just very focused on like building like atmosphere and just like creepy creepy like set design and production design um i mean and it's it's weird to say this about a horror movie but it was like visually gorgeous um like the way they they shot everything and the way everything was designed it's, it's just beautiful to look at um but yeah super creepy um i i just really enjoyed it it's the type of horror movie that I, I really respond well to. I gotcha. I think that was my biggest problem with uh, with Sinister way back in the day, is that it was so reliant on jump scares that once... I think the problem with those movies is that once you watch them that first time, it's gone after that. There's no more there's no more sense yeah, of it. fear or scaredness after the yeah, second time it's all about it's all about the surprise. When you know it's going to be there, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have that fear anymore. It looks gotcha. really so good. definitely uh, I'd say worth worth the watch then you'd say. Yeah, I I mean I don't know that it's like a must see in theaters like I don't know that you need to rush out and watch it immediately. Uh but if you're a horror fan, if you if you like that very atmospheric creepy not necessarily like overly terrifying type of horror movie then I think you'll like it. It kind of looks like they had a it looks like it has a touch of the witch to it yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know that it's quite as like the witch was kind of scary i'm not gonna it, lie that, sh- that shit scared me so. yeah it, it's not quite <laughs> as like innovative and doesn't push the envelope as much as i felt like the witch did but it's got that same vibe to it would you say it was boring at all because some of the big big critics i i saw they all said it was boring a lot of the audience uh, i get say it was boring too but i'm really excited to see i it. get why people would I get why people would say that, because uh, it's a very slow movie, um, but I I didn't mind. I was never bored. So if you had to give us like a, a comparable film in the horror genre, what do you think you could, what would be the first one that comes to mind? Oh, gosh. Um, the Witch. And um, you think, 
<laughs> Honestly, it, it does give very, very similar vibes to The Witch. Um, yeah, if you if you like The Witch, I feel like you would you would like this. All right, that's a good good comparison for everybody out there. And speaking of witches, uh, Netflix dropped everybody's favorite witch, uh, the third season coming around here. And so, uh, Cole, you had a chance to watch that, and I think you said it was the best one so far, right? Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised because you know you think of third seasons of TV shows, and that's like the make it or break it of a TV show. I think back of like The Office, the third season's probably one of the better seasons of The Office, and it's the turning point where they got like the green light to go forward with all the crazy stuff that happens moving forward in season four and five, and then you think of like The OC where. Season three was the the fall of what would be the OC, the fall of it all. And um, so you see the show's make it or break it season is season three. And um, with Sabrina, I was pleasantly surprised with the way they went with it. Um, and I know, Matt, you've seen it, so you could probably speak to this. Yeah, I actually just, I actually just finished the finale not like 20 minutes ago. Okay. Maybe a little more than that, but very, very recently. Yeah, I feel like that they took they took some chances with season three that they they took like a a bit of a right turn, maybe a veer to the right from what they were doing seasons one and season two. They kept some of the good foundational pieces and then they said, "Ah, we're gonna try some stuff that we've never done before and we're gonna go and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And it worked. And it worked really well. Um I think they went a little darker. Then I don't know if you could go darker than the yeah, first two seasons, no, I, but they did, and and it did work. Yeah, um, yeah. I liked it. I, I don't really want to. I don't obviously don't want to spoil anything. Uh, but at the end of the second to last episodes, I was sitting there like, "Holy shit, this is like bleak." <laughs> yeah. When I put it, I put it in my review. It had it had some very close feelings to some episodes of Game of Thrones, and I won't tell you why. But I was like, wait, 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 you yeah. can't do that. You cannot do that. <laughs> Matt's like, but it No, I was a uh, Yeah. I would agree with you, Cole. I was I was pretty pleasantly surprised by the direction things went. Yeah. Like I was I was very surprised by how quickly they resolved some of the stuff left over from season two and the way they chose to do it. Yeah. Um Yeah. And I, I'm yeah. very intrigued by the way they ended this season to see where they're going to go from here. Because it sets up a lot of really, really cool stuff that they can do. I, as I, I, they did some things that I, I mean, they used the word fiction and really stretched that word and brought on some things that, I mean, if I would if I, you would ask me on like the first episode and told me some things that would have happened in the final two or three episodes, I would have been like, I don't even know how they're going to get there. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, and they did. And it worked. And it was, just, I mean, like, it was a five. So, I mean, it's a strong five. If I could have given it a six out of five, I would have. Because it just was, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited for season four and excited to see what happens with these characters. Yeah. It's going to be good. I agree. Super the worst pumped part about binge watching, you have to wait now, like, that full year for it to come out again. And so, yeah, it's no the kidding. only downside of that binge watch. I know, nine months. Uh, so, if you both had to give us. Ooh, only nine months? That's a that's a treat. Well, that's how long it was between season if two you, and three, so it was nine months. That's that's not as long as this as this handmade tale, man. I've been waiting forever for season four. I don't know what I'm gonna do anymore. I have been waiting. <laughs> I have been waiting so long. Nine months ain't that bad. 
Just go read the book. It'll be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you guys had uh, had to pick a, a spoiler-free favorite moment from season three, what would it be? Oh, crap. A spoiler-free moment? As spoiler-free as you can try and make it. <laughs> uh... uh... okay this this is what i this is what i'm gonna say uh there's a huge shift in like every single power dynamic in the show uh yeah that i think yeah it's it, yeah that's all i can really say like <laughs> yeah i does that happen at like does that happen in one moment um kind of yeah kind of yeah kind of yeah <laughs> all right and it happens quickly interesting <laughs> like it doesn't happen like in episode seven <laughs> like you're not waiting all season I'll, I'll give you that i won't tell you when but it okay yeah and i'll, and I'll go off with what matt says with that because i can't think of without giving it away and i want to say something but i'm not because it'll give it, it away and yeah, i don't want just, to mm-hmm. yeah trying to it's, avoid spoilers there's just not much you can say <laughs> no i'm a little I'll come back to you guys next week after uh, it's been out for a while and we can give a spoiler, a spoiler filled one. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, speaking of new shows that actually came out, I was a little late getting on board one that I, that me and Bailey recently started called uh, the outsider. It's on HBO for those of you who are unfamiliar. Matt, I know you're familiar with, with the book. It's a Stephen King novel. Is anybody else familiar with the show? No, it's no. not on Netflix. HBO is not on Netflix, so I don't know none of those shows. <laughs> <laughs> you're miss. If you're not familiar, you're missing out because it's one of the best shows I've started watching recently. Like, I can't recommend this show enough to like anybody who's a fan of like sci-fi, or I wouldn't even say like sci-fi. I'll say like uh, suspense detective like somewhat i imagine supernatural but they haven't quite answered that one for us yet it's it is just a really intense show that from episode one on has just made me keep going what the hell is going on in this show like what the yeah i just can't uh, figure out anything i haven't watched the show yet uh but based on the book your genre description sounds spot on uh it's gonna okay. get weird. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I mean, it's already weird, but like it, it makes it's done in such a way that it it makes so much sense as it's happening. You're like, okay, like I get how that all got uncovered. Like this information all makes sense. It's not like they're pulling anything out of left field, but then like things keep happening. You're just like, now what the hell is that? Like that doesn't make any sense anymore. And then they answer it on the next episode, and you're like, okay, now it makes sense. But then there's something else that doesn't make sense, and you're like, what the is, is going this, on like well, please just would you say it's like mind hunter just such an in- interesting well so I okay so the no, premise I yet. so the premise of the show is this guy gets and and the book on the premise of both obviously uh is that this guy gets accused of this horrific murder and there's this all all this like hard evidence that he did it uh the the twist is he has an ironclad alibi that says he could not have done it Oh, like there's video yeah. evidence of him in a completely different location at the same time the crime is being committed. 
Yeah, I think I've seen the ads for this show. It looks really good. I think I've. Oh, I'm gonna have to find out how to watch this. I'm gonna have to get HBO now. I've expand the budget. (laughs) I think I've seen ads for it on YouTube before. It's fully worth it. You probably have. Yeah, it sounds familiar. They're pushing it, they're pushing really it pretty good. hard. HBO is one of the few streaming services yeah. and channels I, I don't have. Well, so The viewership on it just keeps growing week to week, and I understand why HBO is starting to like push it even more now because they're seeing the, the natural traction it's gotten. And it's just because it, it's been put together so well. Like I said, you never feel lost. You feel just as confused as the characters in the show. Like the detective is Ben Mendelsohn, um, or he's played by Ben Mendelsohn, and he's trying to figure out what the heck's going on. And like everything that he says is so relatable to what's going on in the show. You're just like, yep, I feel exactly what you're feeling right now because <laughs> you know nothing more than the characters in in the in the show do right now, and it's infuriating and also wildly addictive. So really excited for that to keep wrapping up here. I'm planning on writing a review on the first half of this season here this week. So uh, we can be on the lookout for that. And you guys can get a little bit more in depth on each of the episodes, get a little more information around what actually is going on in the show. I was going to ask, do you know how long it's supposed to be like 10 episodes, eight episodes? 10 episodes is what I've seen. Um, But Google only has six predicted right now. And so I'm not sure if maybe the 10 episode articles are false information or if Google's only putting out like a couple episodes ahead at a time for the schedule. Could be. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of things that we never know how many episodes they're going to have, uh, a trailer was released recently, and if you've Good seen transition. it, you probably know, You pro- thank you, I thought it was uh, thought it was pretty well done. You, if you've seen the trailer, you know exactly what movie I'm talking about. It's the latest installment in the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. I think they're just titling this one The Fast Saga. Ron, you're probably the second biggest fan of these movies behind my buddy Joel at work. Uh, shout out to Joel if you listen to that. Um, so tell me what you think. What did you? What was your initial reaction well, to I was seeing a fan the trailer? Of the films, like you're a fan five of the films, films ago. So <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, how many quarter miles does Vin Diesel <laughs> travel this, this time? Not, well, Living his life quarter mile at well, a time. I know you're joking, but in the trailer, he even says that he can't do that anymore. So that's how many films we've seen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't hear One that. One of the first lines <laughs> in the trailer is. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the first like lines in the trailer is I used to live my die. life a quarter mile at a time but I can't do that anymore like literally word for word I think that's what he said that's when they're introducing Seriously. his son Brian gosh <laughs> end of the picture here oh. I was gonna, gotta so keep that the franchise this, alive this movie right? is just gonna be furious and not very fast living on nostalgia that's what I was thinking <laughs> so my the speed limit and the furious is Okay, so I'm just going to give you my two cents and then I'll I'll let you guys take it over. I love Fast and Furious. I love how they do everything and I've loved I Fast 5 was perfect with a perfect ending. Fast 6 was perfect with a perfect ending. They should have ended it there. They could have ended it at 5. They even could have ended it at 7 when uh Paul Walker passed away and they they really they moved his character sideways perfectly. It was a great ending. I'm not going to lie. Fate of the Furious is the first Fast and Furious film I never finished. To this day, I never finished it. I started watching it. It was boring. I thought this is this sucks, and I never watched the rest of it. I don't know how it ends. That's the truth. I don't know how it ended. And then um, this past weekend, I watched Hobbs and Shaw for the first time, and that was because 
of this Fast Saga trailer. It got me hyped up, and I was like, all right, I'm going to see what this is about. Hobbs and Shaw, I know we're sidestepping a little bit here. It was fantastic. I think it was better than the last two. Yeah, it was better than the last two Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I loved that movie. In, in whole, in its entirety. Absolutely. Um, but when I watched this trailer, spoiler alert, we should, we all watched the Super Bowl, so we all should have seen the trailer by now. Um, Han coming back? Are you kidding me, yo? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Han's back, That's man. done. That, that killed it for me. That and... The George of the Jungle Tarzan swinging from cliff to cliff is it's too much. It's too much for me. I You're going to have half the audience who's going to want to watch it because Han's back, and you're going to have half the audience that says, wow, Han's back, I don't want to watch it. So you pretty much got to pick which side of the fence you're going to be on here. I'll probably rent it. So Okay. He, here's Here's my perspective on this whole movie series. I've never been very invested in it. Uh, like, they're not movies that I seek out. But every time I watch one, I'm entertained. I They're absolutely ridiculous. The plots of them make virtually no sense whatsoever. Uh, but the, it's just, like, ridiculous, fun people doing stupid things in cars. Like, so as long as they give, it gives me that, I'll probably enjoy this movie, honestly. No, I think that makes a lot of sense, Matt. It reminds me, the the whole series reminds me a lot of, like, Transformers. If you go into it looking for, like, crazy creative plots or anything other than, like, the action scenes and, like, the fast cars, like, cool just sequences, then you're looking to be entertained. You're not looking to be told, like, a, a great story. I think the great story is what puts those over the top, and that's why Ron really liked, like, the, you said, like, Fast Five and Fast Six, because they told a complete story, had a really good ending, and things were, you felt complete afterwards. But Matt, to your point, I understand that entirely because that's how I feel like most about like uh, Godzilla, King Kong, all of your really generic action movies, which I think this is be- these are becoming, they just have to be entertaining. If, as long as they have good action, like you're going to be entertained, at least to, a, to a, a moderate degree. And at least the acting doesn't now, completely kill you. But and, yeah, as Ron, long as the acting to, doesn't suck. to your point, otherwise you end up about something, like, five and six. Piranha. They did bring back the director of Five and Fast Five and Fast and Furious Six to direct okay, see, this. That's interesting. So that's interesting. Now yeah. here's, I don't he know also, when the yeah, script yeah. was completed for Fast Nine, uh, officially titled the Fast Saga. I don't know, but I do know that The Rock and Vin Diesel had their issues, which is why they split. But after watching Hobbs and Shaw and then reading up on some, uh, I have to throw this out there. It's it isn't fact obviously it's rumor reports but i've been reading a few things where the rock and vin diesel kind of made up so now they're kind of trying to tie in hobbs and shaw even though it's a spinoff back into the main franchise here so like what i gathered and i don't know like every detail because i'm not super into the movies like i used to be um jason statham's character shaw was supposed to be wasn't he framed didn't they reveal that in hobbs and shaw matt do you know correct Am I correct there? Because, right, yeah, because uh, what I'm trying to get at is yeah? the theory that I've, yeah. I've heard is that Han never died. I mean, I mean, obviously he never died now, but they're going to try to write it in as if Han never died, you know, in the first <laughs> place. And Shaw actually, I think it was Owen Shaw, though, that killed him. No. Yeah, no, the brother did. Jason Statham's character killed him. But Jason Statham was framed, so he actually... Mm-hmm made Han look like he was killed because he was working for this. They're going to try to tie in this big thing where it was like, it was 
you know, a hideaway the whole time. He was keeping Han safe kind of a thing. And then they're going to bring him back in for a fast 10 and the rock and him reunite and stuff. So that's just, does that make sense? Cause I'm kind of everywhere with this. I'm just trying to remember like what I'm piecing together. <laughs> like they're like, I mean, sure. Have you guys looked at the <laughs> casting crew at all? I mean, I, I don't. I don't even know that I've seen actually seen all of the Fast and Furious movies. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh man, I, I thought you did. That's why I was uh, like asking you. No, so I'll like, take your word for it, Ron. Ah, it's it's uh, so hard to explain because I don't know all the details. Like I, it just, I don't know. But I feel like they just tried. They tried to hide Han. Like they didn't kill him. They made it look like it on purpose. You know. And I also, I've also read a report where no, John Cena's character, even though it's Vin Diesel's brother, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Jacob Toretto. I, this I don't know how isn't Vin Diesel like <laughs> family, bro? Family. My thing is, I heard that yeah. this is supposed man. to be the character that Dominic Toretto beat with the crowbar for the the cause of his father's death. If that's true, I'm in. I'll watch it. I know because his brother. But I don't know how. You know, this movie could go anywhere. I have no idea how they could tie that in, but. And- and if you disagree with Ron, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> you want me to type that up now? I mean, I'm not going to be surprised. I usually do. Gosh, I'm just looking at the casting crew, man. It's crazy. Uh, that, either way, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like overall, like you never. I think the, the when you get to this level in sequels it's very easy to turn in into a a pile of crap and it's also pretty it's also when you surprise somebody with something new people get very uh pumped about it and excited so i think yeah there's a there's a lot a long way to go down but there's also the potential that like to cole's point with bringing back the director some of the best movies in the series maybe they'll pull out another uh another winner i'm sure the box office will love it when it comes out here in may I mean, the uh, Rise of Skywalker yeah, going to be another million dollars. No, no sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Oh, I don't. I had to throw it out there. You guys know I can't just not do that. Perfect. We're not here yeah. to talk about Star Wars, Ron. That's a whole Star Wars stuff. Anyway, on to uh, on to. Uh, Matt's Matt's talking point here, so everybody get your popcorn out because Matt's probably going to go for about ten minutes right now. Uh, we are we are at the Oscars prediction section of our podcast today, which gives me the brief opportunity to make a plug. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, we are running a competition on itsletreviews.com backslash contests. You, you can check out all the details there. But part of that is to enter in code words into the contest tracker. Today's code word is Oscars 2020, all one word. So today, if you're listening, you have the opportunity to get three free entries into our contest, win free movies for the rest of this year, Oscars 2020. With that being said, Matt, we're talking Oscars. Uh, walk us yeah. through a couple of your uh, your favorite predictions that you were able to make, because I know you've written up quite a few posts here over the, uh, the last week and a half. Yeah, and... Uh... People listening when this goes out uh, should be this should be launching about about coinciding with when my final article with the best picture predictions is going up. So uh, check that out too. Um, 
but yeah uh so i mean this year it's not gonna be it's not gonna be one of those years where it's like unpredictable and uh anything can happen because i feel like a lot of the the winners are the the now people are pretty set in predicting who's gonna win like joaquin phoenix is a virtual lock for best actor uh renee zellweger is a pretty pretty well a lock for best actress uh, famous last words like there's <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm fully i'm fully prepared to eat my words on some of the some of my predictions but those two i feel like are pretty <laughs> sure pretty sure bet yeah and you know ron's um, gonna let you hit ron's gonna let you hear it if you are wrong because you're always telling him he's wrong now uh the one <laughs> the one that i'm feeling pretty controversial about uh is actually my pick for best picture uh I uh, I've already pretty famously said I think 1917 was a strong contender. Yeah, I think um, my personal pick I'm would be sure Parasite. You said it was a lock, actually. My personal pick would be Parasite, uh, which is one of the best movies I've seen in years. Uh, you guys really should check it out; it's phenomenal. Um, but I don't think either of those movies are actually going to win Best Picture. Uh, you really think I think that? it's going to go Whoa. to Once Upon a Time Whoa. in Hollywood, and I, I think Quentin Tarantino is going to win Best Director. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I really do. Uh, do, you, <laughs> do you think they're going to split the vote? Nineteen Seventeen and Parasite split the well, vote. Okay, so here's my here's my logic. I think Parasite. Okay, Parasite is a foreign film, first of all, um, and the Academy <laughs> has notoriously the been uh, averse to awarding Racist. Best Picture to foreign films. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's for sure going to win uh, Best Foreign Film. Like, there's not even a doubt there in my mind. Um, but so that that I don't think is going to happen. I would love to see it happen. If it happens, I'm gonna. Now, what be about thrilled. 1917? Being uh, 1917 is like I don't American as it can, as it can get. Trend. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's a now, film. Now, 1917, I think. 1917, I think has the is the more likely one to make me wrong, because uh, it's it's something the Academy loves. It's a war movie. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. It's so a, amazing good. technical achievement. Have any of you guys seen it yet? Yes, it was very well done. Like it, what Sam Mendes accomplished from a technical standpoint is just incredible. Like, um, I don't think though that it's done with the most artistry that it could. Like, it, it's an impressive technical achievement, but it doesn't, to me, rise to the level of something artistic. Uh, and I think okay, here's why I think. Quentin Tarantino and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are going to take it. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has always been very adamant in saying that he's going to make 10 movies. Uh, this is his ninth one. Um, it's it's a, an amazing film. It's it's. I think it's his best work yet. Well, everything's uh, better than Kill Bill. Which is a controversial wow. statement. Uh, wow. And Sorry, I think, just, you know... It's not a Liverview podcast wow. if I don't throw out a hot take in there. I can't stand <laughs> Kill Bill. I am sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm it, so sorry. I couldn't hold there that. There goes in, my guys. train of thought. I mean, Ron has to come out and say something. Just... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going, 
I'm going to uh, take that statement that Ron just made and ignore it because I just don't even have the words. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think it's his, me of, his uh... best film. I think uh, the Academy <laughs> is going to look at it. The Academy is going to love it because it's a movie about Hollywood so and they love movies about <laughs> themselves. That's, um, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Uh, and I think they're also going to recognize that it's his ninth film, his next one is supposedly going to be his last. I don't think they're going to overlook the chance to give him when it's possibly like, we don't know what he's going to do for his next film. This might be the last chance they have. Uh, and he's a brilliant director. He's never won. Uh, his films have never won best picture or best. And he's never won best director. Um, so I think it's going to be more of a, uh, the Academy deciding that it's his turn kind of thing. That's yeah, a solid Not that I don't I think he deserves it, but I think that's going to be the logic behind it. I gotcha. Very much, very much like Leonardo DiCaprio um, when he won for The Revenant, right? Like it was, yeah, not yeah, necessarily kind the, of his a, best work or the best it, actor it was that kind year. Of a, but you've done, you've done the work. You've had performances that deserve like Drowning this. for Rose. This is like, a very that good was, performance. Yeah, We're going to give you the award. Oh, totally overlooked. <laughs> so yeah, that's my Matt logic there. Yeah, you just. I love that you Nick Furyed him though on on the uh, hot take. You're just like, yeah, but given that I'm that's sorry, a stupid statement, I'm, sorry. I'm gonna you know, like I love all his movies. So, but Kill Bills are the those two movies are the only movies like I I just I can't. I can't Hateful Eight I think is my favorite one, and Django Unchained. I love those two movies. What about Glorious Past? No, I mean, I. I really, I really would argue that Quentin Tarantino is one of the one of the best directors in the yeah, industry. Yeah, I do too. Um, I agree. He's he just has such a distinct he has such a distinct style, uh, so recognizable. Mm-hmm. I, it it's crazy to me that's that good. he. I think he should have won for Inglorious Bastards personally. Uh, that's my <laughs> that favorite. Great. Movie. <laughs> work on that impression. impression. Uh, <laughs> need my Nazi scalps. But yeah, I mean, beyond, I, love, I love Brad Pitt in that whole movie. Beyond that, which is my prediction that goes against what I feel is uh, prevailing wisdom and against what I've said previously, uh, I think everything else is a is a pretty pretty sure thing. Uh, Brad Pitt's going to take home best pretty... supporting actor. You got a controversial uh, one for your lead actor there, and who you think should win versus who you think will win. You have Adam Driver, is who you think. Yeah, but Driver win. did so well in Marriage Story. I know uh, Ron's gonna argue this one because he loves the Joker. Yeah, Mar- Marriage Story was really good. Adam Driver, really good. Yeah, it's just such a real. It's just such a real performance mm-hmm. from him. Like he comes off as this, like a real man who is just like drowning in this situ- impossible situation. Can I just say that I hated um, the way it ended? It, it I loved the away. film. He, he was, it was so great. Good. But I think they should have ended up together at the end. It would have been a better ending instead of just that awkward walk to his car. I would, no, that's Dude, no, it's too predictable. When it's they, way too predictable. I would, when, I would have absolutely hated if they I ended guess, up together. I guess. I don't know. It sounds like they just did it with La La Land. La La Land had that same run-up that you're like, oh, I want them to be together, and then they didn't, and it was the same kind of, same kind of uh, nope. They need to do their own separate path thing, but. Uh, see, I don't I'm think a big fan I don't of... think Marriage Story. I don't think Marriage Story did that though. I don't think 
I think the movie made no, very clear. No, I think it made it clear that, that communication is key. But we could, I mean, relationships is a whole other conversation. But <laughs> it's not a relationship podcast. Right. No, but I was like literally watching that with yeah, Liz, and thank we're just God watching. This is, thank God, like, God this is a relationship podcast. We're watching it. We're both into the movie, and then the end, he walks to his car. I was like, I looked at her. I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like that's how it ends. And the credits start rolling up. I was like, Go back. I was like, Turn around and go back. She's like. Man, that was the it. Yeah, the whole movie. I was like, "This is a fantastic film." <laughs> no, I would have been. Good. I would have been so disappointed. And but yeah, that was a whole other sidestep. I'm just saying, just saying. So to wrap things up, Matt, from what I've heard, it sounds like you think the Oscars will be uh, not unentertaining, but hopefully, maybe not hopefully, because I guess drama is always more entertaining than, <laughs> than no drama. <laughs> Hopefully they just. <laughs> hopefully nobody screws up the, uh, the the winning note cards at least this year. <laughs> well, um, you know, I think uh, I think they've probably paid extra attention ever since that happened. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't, don't think know. we're likely to see too many upsets. Uh, you not, you never know though. Uh, if you were a betting person, how much money would you put on uh, Tarantino and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I would probably not make a very big bet because I think those are the ones that I'm most likely to get wrong. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So Matt's willing to bet in a, in a hypothetical situation. For all you listening, don't actually message him about betting because he's not going to be able to pay you, um, and he won't make he won't he won't pay you anyway. So, uh, but those are those are the upsets. Those are the, have the best odds for the upset. I Matt's will say. I will say, if I am wrong, I think it's most likely that Tarantino wins Best Director that's and 1917 takes Best Picture. Alternative. That's the thing I think I'm most likely wrong about. The follow-up, yep. That makes a lot of sense. I could see that happening very easily. Hey, everyone. While we're talking about the Oscars, make sure that you don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Matt's going to be live tweeting out all of the Oscar action on Sunday. He is a riot. He will be probably drunk, at least for part of it. And you don't want to miss out. So make sure you follow us on Twitter, it's lit, at It's Lit Reviews, for his live tweets. All right, well, uh, thank you all for, for listening in with us today. If you haven't already, make sure you go follow us on all these social sites out there, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have all, uh, all the different code words coming out on different sites here. There's different activities that we do on each of those to be gaining entries into our contest to, again, win free movies for the rest of this year. Check out the website for more details. And until next time, make sure you enjoy the movies. And uh, if you guys win free movies, you can see the Fast Saga and not regret it if it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) 